Blog Talk Radio. Frontier Beyond Fear, bringing more shows to you um, more frequently. At least during certain weeks, we're really um, exploring how that works for the audience and for us, and so far, it's really um, carried a beautiful energy to have more frequent shows. So um, thank you for your support in that. And just at the outset here, I want to let you know that you can always learn about the archived shows and the upcoming schedule at FrontierBeyondFear.com. Today we are once again awaiting our guest. Um, Lee Miltier will be with us during this hour, and um, Lee will be talking about her book, Reclaim the Magic. And I'm looking forward to having Lee with us in a little bit Um, while we await our guest, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the news. And actually, I think I see our guest here on the line. Um, I will very quickly say that there's been some remarkable news today about finding water on Mars, which is just an expansive way of looking at our universe. Um, but I am going to just introduce our guest, who I see is on the line here, and bring her on in just a second Lee Miltier, my goodness, what an honor and a blessing and how thankful I am to have Lee here with us today. Lee is going to help us understand how to create the life of our dreams. And her latest book is Reclaim the Magic, The Real Secrets to Manifesting Anything You Want. Lee has so many things that she has done in her life and really quite an amazing beginning that I know we're going to talk about her entire journey. I could hardly even encompass them all in an introduction. Um, She has been an award-winning professional speaker, TV personality. She has appeared in so many wonderful places. Many of you are familiar with her previous books. Success is an Inside Job is very well known. Spiritual Power Tools, Feel and Grow Rich. She's co-authored many books. 
Um, she has founded the Millionaire Smarts Coaching Program. And what's so very interesting about Leah is how she combines a spiritual, highly spiritual, outside-the-box um, reality, which is reality, with being in the, the real world. She does it both because what is the real world? That's what we're always invited to ask. So without further delay, I am going to bring Lee here on the line. Welcome, Lee, to the Hi, Frontier. Hi, Susan. It's, Hi it's there. So nice, it's so nice to have you here today. I am just delighted. And um, I have so been enjoying your book, Reclaim the Magic. I relate to it very much. Um, and I think that um, what I'd, I'd like to ask you, first of all, is in your own life, Lee, You've had quite a journey, haven't you? And I think many people can relate to this journey and realize it just hasn't all been a breeze for you from day one, but you've been just so intuitively and wonderfully supported in in some pretty tough times. Yes. um, Wouldn't we all love to have been born with a silver spoon in our mouth and just every day is nothing but, you know, fun and, 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 you know, we would love that. Uh, Yes, yes. I've not experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> I think many of us can't quite say that either. So, <laughs> I I did meet a guy the other day who told me that he had the most charm life that you know nothing had ever gone wrong, and I was like, uh-huh. "Wow, that's just fascinating." I I've never met anybody like that before, but congratulations, and I wish you continued <laughs> success with that for the rest of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the rest of us, you know, it really is a matter of uh, getting very serious about examining some of the uh, information that is given to us by well-meaning but often very clueless people who have believed certain things that are very disempowering for us. And um, I will say that even though my younger life was very fraught with uh, challenges, Um, As I've gotten older and I really understand the whole process of universal truths, my life has gotten much better. I have been able to manifest amazing things that you just talked about on my bio with no one to really help me. In fact, it was written about me not long ago that I was the least likely person to ever become successful because I had grown up (laughs) in a little teeny place with no support, no role models, and no money, and no education. And in spite of not having any of those things, was still able to make myself uh, very visible on a very uh, worldwide stage. Yes. You know what I appreciate about this, Lee, and this is why it's so important, especially here on Blog Talk Radio. One of the things I love about Blog Talk Radio, and I know that you are very much, you you kind of started out in radio, is it's very grassroots, and the listeners are grassroots, and there may be people out there who, you know, they've maybe lost a job or they're going through a health issue, and they're going through something challenging right now and just such a diversity of people listening that what I love about your story and your message, Lee, is that we can co-create a better life. And and I think it's a message of such hope, and your own story reflects this. 
Yes, we, we can co-create a much better life. The, one of the things we must do, Susan, is um, we we literally have to put the past behind us because it's a locked yeah. door. And I, I think the majority of people, one of the reasons they have so many problems in life is they keep recreating their circumstances every single day, their story, every yeah. single day with how they got betrayed, how they got cheated, how they got, you know, treated badly, that something bad happened and they just keep reiterating it and repeating it. And what they don't realize is that whatever you think, whatever you say, and what actions you take are creating the vibration of this moment. If you keep repeating your old victim story, then you set yourself up to continue to be a victim, and you continue yeah. to attract people who will use you and abuse you. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, I, I have to say that um, we can all relate to this. Now, you know, something I will say, you know, one of the reasons I'm here doing this radio show is because I had a wonderful, wonderful job that I loved end in 2008, and it was wonderful. I mean, well, it, it was six-figure income. I mean, it was wonderful professional job and yet what i found and once i it took a long time lee and it, you know sometimes we still don't we still go back and relive some of the things that the things that that hurt and we gradually we get over it but what do we find gifts in these experiences Cause it seems like more and more i'm getting farther and farther away from 2008 i see wow Look at that gift and that gift and that gift. And then all the reasons, but, boy, I'm so glad I didn't stay. You know, I really wasn't being true to myself. And, you know, this is it. This is where I want to be. And and I see that so much in your message, Lee. Uh, yes, I think that's very well put in the fact that all of us have what I call victim stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to just share this little story about um, my husband got killed on Christmas Eve many years oh. ago, and it yeah. was, as I write about it in my book, Reclaim the Magic, and it the whole world, it's like just oh went into free fall for me. Yeah. So the man that yeah. I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, all our plans, dreams, hopes, yeah. totally evaporated, and suddenly I am broke I am without my love. I am in such deep grief. I can hardly function. I hardly left the house for a year. Um, And then I finally get myself going, and I'm out in the world, but I'm repeating this victim story. And I remember sitting on an airplane next to a very famous baseball player. And um, it was one of those things where we had a very long flight, and we're talking. And so he asked me about myself, and I kind of launch into this, oh, poor me, I'm a widow, and my husband got killed. And I couldn't have been in the story more than four minutes. When he turned to me and he said, I don't really want to hear that. It's depressing. And it was somebody like slapped me in the face with cold water, and I'm like, what the heck? And I was so stunned that Mm -hmm. then he just started talking about himself he was just a very famous person who was very um, self-absorbed, narcissistic, mm-hmm. and that's fine. He was a great gift to me. And mm-hmm. when he said, I don't want to really hear about that, it stung so bad because that was who I was. That's who I thought I was. I was this yeah. 
poor woman whose husband had been murdered and and you know I'm out there by myself and I'm having to you know I'm I, it's just poor me poor me poor me from that moment on I never told the story anymore yeah. I never I never ingrained and educated people that the victim Lee Miltier I just I just I I told it in the book to make a point but I never tell that story anymore because one people don't want to hear it secondly every time i told the story i got deeper and deeper into my own sadness and grief about you know the love of my life got killed and so by stop telling the story and this guy was a phenomenal gift to me even though it was unbelievably rude the way he did it (laughs) yes it it absolutely never told the story again and because i stopped telling the story I was forced to come up with new stories about, and I decided that he was a gift from God, that God had sent me to sit next to this very narcissistic person who didn't want to hear about anything but him talking, which gave me the wake-up call of, I have better stories to tell. I have better things to focus in on my life, and I'm going to focus on the present and the future and not the past. And it changed my life so dramatically that I was able to write that book, Reclaim the Magic. I was able to go out in the world and become successful because I wasn't vibrating at a victim rate of energy in the world. And when you vibrate at victims, you have to attract what we call users. You have to attract companies and people and neighbors and relatives and friends who use your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial energy in some way because that's the law. Like attracts like. And so by me stop being a victim, I stop attracting abusers. So I I recommend everybody who's listening to this today is really sit down and analyze. When you meet someone and you're having a few drinks and you're really sharing your life, what are you telling them? Because you're really, you're a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you're going to repeat that story. It will have different names and different details, but the story will be repeated if you don't stop telling that story. Yes. You want to know something that's really strangely I I had read, you know, I knew that was your story, and somehow, and I don't mean this in an insensitive way at all, somehow the more powerful aspects of your book were so powerful, somehow I kind of lost sight of, oh my gosh, you know, that is a really major thing to happen. I mean, I know this, I, I don't know how to quite express this, but I want to say that you express your positive story so well i think until once we're just front and center of oh my gosh i mean that is huge what happened it's like but you didn't claim it as a victim anymore and you help us to see the positive sides and and suddenly all of our victim stories aren't as that's not the focus it's it's the other stuff that's the focus because that's what you've done. Well, yes, my all of my stories from almost being raped, uh, and mm-hmm. I will say that most people, when reading the book, and it's only one chapter like that, but it is, uh, you know, they're they're so shocked about it all is this shocking. stuff. 
you, yeah. you're reading it going, oh, my gosh, you're almost being raped and your husband got killed and, you know, oh, my gosh. But it's, it's all these things happened, the, the lessons that I learned and the empowerment that I got, and um, it, 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 I, I became a different person from growing from my experiences and, and that's how I reclaim the magic yeah. in my life versus letting the experiences defeat me and be at the point that I cannot create good things. And the 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 world right now is so inundated with mainstream news of negative, 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 yeah. <clears throat> that people are listening to that every day and they don't realize the caliber of information that you listen to and expose your mind to will determine the wealth and health that you have in the future. And when I tell people these very strong facts of if you want your if you want your prosperity to increase, stop listening to mainstream news. Yeah. If you want better health, stop listening to mainstream news. Because yeah. it's telling it's it's it, an average person gets about 3,000 commercial messages a day that they're not young enough, smart enough, pretty enough, thin enough, teeth white enough, whatever. Uh, they're not enough. And it has such a cumulative effect on their psychology, such an accumulative effect on their belief systems of what they can create, that they give up before they start. It, it's all the mountain seems too high to climb. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I was just going to say, especially in health areas, I think that can really hit people. It's because they they are told something that's really frightening, and then they fully embrace that. And, you know, there's just so much of that in the news to make us afraid. Um, You know, the, the cancer stories, and I don't want to belittle it, um, but um, it can really impact how we approach any kind of health condition. Absolutely, and, and, and it is my belief that the diagnosis is the beginning of the problem. And, and I'm not saying yeah. people shouldn't go to the doctor. And diagnostics, yeah. by the way, I'm, I'm a big believer in diagnostics. However, I'm not a believer that just because statistics says X number of people are going to get cancer or diabetes or you know whatever you know, the disease of the day is right. um, on the news, that you're going to get it and, you know, all these, it's just that our bodies are created often by our belief systems. And so if we take in and digest that, you know, we have X number, you know, our percentage of getting this or our our DNA is, you know, our family all had this. And you believe that's going to come true for you, you, you set yourself up for it. So in my family, there have been breast cancer and heart attacks, and I, and I never even give it a minute thought. I think mm-hmm. I'm the healthiest person in my family. I'm not going to have any yeah. of that stuff because I actually take care of myself. I love myself, I treat myself well, I am incredibly healthy, and I program myself that every single day. And it's not that I don't get little colds and little things like that that, you know, people get. It's just um, I have not gotten any of the stuff that any of the doctors predicted I would get because of my family. 
yeah. long time ago. And yeah. I'm not against doctors. They're doing a great job with what they have. It's just that everything in your life is an illusion and that you really have to discern where your power is. And your power is that you're, there is a body-mind connection. So in my book, I talk a lot about the body-mind connection in the sense of you get to control and co-create with the spirit your life. So make a decision that you're going to be incredibly healthy, that you're going to age gracefully. You know, this whole thing is you're going to get old, you're going to get sick and die. That's not necessarily true. You can literally just die of old age. You don't have to be sick. That's true. That is true. And so why why would you sell, set yourself up with a belief system that when you get old you're going to get sick and die? When there's so many people on earth who literally, you know, hit a certain age and prepared for death, told people they were going to die and within a week died and they they just died in their sleep. That's yep. the kind of that's hey, hey, in the future that's what they're going to report about Lee Miltier. <laughs> that's my decision. <laughs> When you're ready to go, you'll just go. <laughs> yes, I mean that is that is we joke about that, but I mean that is a decision I've made. I've made a decision I, at I a think, certain no, age. I think it's beautiful. And that I'm going to have all my affairs together, and I want to have a little mm-hmm. going away party, and mm-hmm. I want to tell invite people, and then give them things that I want them to have, and and tell them how much I love them, and I want to go to bed and just go on to the next adventure. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to be in the hospital and have needles and oh, agony. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I, That's I, very clear in my life. I'm not going to play that yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, you know, I I really relate to this and how how we claim that alternative dark future so often without even realizing it, you know, because we're, we're told, well, that's just the way it is, because, you know, we observe various people. And it's funny, I, I feel exactly the same way. I mean, I... I I don't want to claim that kind of reality, and and we don't need to. I think that that is your message. And you know what I sense from from you, Lee, and I notice this from more and more of us is that, um, and I can say from my own personal experience, I have more energy now. I, I'm in my early fifties, I'll tell you, and um, I have more energy now than I swear I had in my twenties. You know, I I just um, I'm I think that more and more the kinds of teachings that you're bringing forward and and many others have to do with you know co-creating this energy in our lives and um I sense that very much in you just such a high energy vitality it just radiates and it's it's just there <laughs> well thanks and you know the the truth is that it's it's a decision because um I believe that there is a eternal energy source to tap into that I don't have to use and waste my personal physical energy so much by tapping into the pure positive energy or the cosmic energy or universal energy or God energy, whatever you want to call it. I tap into that and use that. So, for example, um, in part of my life I did public seminars from 9 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon. I did three a week, 100 cities a year for six straight years. And people, and it was all by myself. I'm in front of an audience. I'm speaking five hours and 14 minutes at the speed of light 
three days a week, getting on a plane every night, going to the next city. People said to me, how on earth do you do that? <laughs> but when I'm on stage, I'm never tired. My feet don't hurt. I, I have no pain because the endorphins, I love being on stage so much. And I love the information that I share with people so much that I tap into this God force that I will tell you my feet hurt and everything hurts when I get off stage. <laughs> but while I'm on stage and I'm channeling that energy, I am endlessly powered. It's like the sun solar powers me into that ability to perform that way. And by the way, those six years, I did not age. I did wow. not age, and I was never sick. Because uh-huh. I lived in that pure positive energy so strongly that, and I never gained weight, and I ate like a horse every day. I mean, this I ate and ate and ate. Oh, I could my. eat anything, never gain weight. <laughs> it's like it's like some version of heaven. <laughs> well, and, and it, that's, the, that's what it can be. <laughs> it, well, it was a version of me learning how to tap into a source of energy. And we have five uh-huh. kinds of energy every single day. We have mental, yes. we have physical energy, spiritual energy, emotional energy, and then, of course, financial energy. And... Um, I, I'm a big believer in manifesting. As you can tell, my whole the subtitle yes. of the book is called The Real Secrets of Manifesting. And at the time, what I needed to manifest the most was personal energy. And so I learned to get into that mindset and, and really tap into that. And in the book, it shares about that. And I'd like to gift your audience something if they'd like it. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a five-video series. We normally charge $97 for it, but it's called The Five Types of Energy. And it's a 20-minute video on each type of video. So one on physical, one on emotional, one on mental, all those energies. And, all, and you can get it for absolutely free um, at fivetypesofenergy.com. Okay. That's F I V E. So spell out five type uh-huh. of energy dot com, and it's all free to them. Wonderful! Thank you so much on behalf of the audience, and I'll be sure to to put that link up too on the on the show page so people can can click on it. But yes, that's wonderful. Thank you. And, and 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 for everybody listening, not only do I want you to listen to it because it'll give you an, a new awareness, which we cover in great detail in the book, but a new awareness of who, how you're spending your energy, who is getting your energy, who is energy vampires, who's sucking you dry, so you have no creative energy or physical energy left, you know, and really, you know. It's it's really paying attention to how do you each day spend your currency that you have every day, which is your energy. We know how we spend our money, but people don't realize how they spend their energy currency. And I would like you to introduce it to your teenage kids, your, you know, people at work, but it will help them conserve their energy so they can spend it in things that bring them joy and pleasure versus getting home at the end of the day and you have no energy to do anything. Yes, yes, and we can all relate to that. You know, is that a, you know, I think that that that's kind of a signpost for for us, isn't it, Lee? When when we realize we're engaged, like in some work or whatever, and we just come home every night just 
exhausted. I mean, we all, I think we can, many of us can relate to that feeling of just utterly being drained. I mean, just nothing left. And that can happen night after night. That tells and me that something, a, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a huge red flag. And yet, I'm so I'm so happy you said that because it's a huge red flag that when you are working somewhere or involved with something that is so stealing your energy every day that yeah. you have no when you come home all you can really do is sit in front of the TV and veg out or order a pizza. I mean, you have no energy for your hobbies or your children or your mate or to do your, you know to work around your yard. You have no ability to have any fun in life because you're so exhausted. And and yet people think this is normal. They think this is the way life is. And I'm telling you, it is not the way life should be. You have no magic going on in your life if you come home like that every day. And we don't even realize it because, you know, I think that one of the, the messages that you give us is this programming we have as if, you know, I think so many of us, when we start out, especially on a career or whatever, um, you know, we're taught to work hard. And and I'm not saying that, that working hard towards something that matters doesn't matter, but it's that, it's that mentality. And so if you're exhausted at the end of the day, which I can certainly relate to, we just accept that as, oh, well, you know, I'm working hard. I'm putting in all the hours or whatever, and that's, you know, you just accept it, and yet, it's stealing your energy. I love how you put that. It's all about energy, isn't it? Yes, and you know, this wasn't really a big topic until um you know, I've been talking about energy for years and years and years and the general mm-hmm. world did not understand what energy was until uh the Dr. Oz came on a couple of years ago and started talking about your life energy. And all of a sudden it yeah. became very mainstream. Now, of course, my book had already been written by then, and I've been yes. talking about it a long time. But I was so excited when Dr. Oz came out and literally reinforced everything that I was saying about, you know, how we how we utilize our energy and what what gives us energy and what steals energy from us. And so this is just a question you should ask yourself. Like, for example... Uh, when you said you had, Susan, you had this great job and it ended in uh-huh. 2008, <laughs> and then you now realize there were gifts about not having that job. My guess is, is that even though that job was really, you know, enjoyable to you, there was something your soul wanted you to do different yeah. and more. Yeah. And that as long as you were uh, being enticed to stay at a place where your soul was not growing, or you, he, your soul, your higher self had bigger plans for you, but you had now gotten stuck there, something yeah. dramatic will happen. Yeah. Because your your higher self is going, okay, been there, done that, you got your T-shirt, Miss Susan, time to move on. And since you yeah. are not motivated to move on, we're going to find a reason that you need to move on. Yes, we're going to give you a little push. And, and, you know, truthfully, when I look back on this, and I bet other people can relate to this too, is sometimes we take a certain part of our lives as far as we can take it. When I look back now, I think, you know what? I took that career. I was a computer scientist, and, and then I ended up being – I was on an executive floor in, at the end. I took that as far as I could possibly dream taking it and being happy. Um, and – and within the 
core within what that was. I wasn't as happy as I am now. Um, but and even now I have things. There are things in your book that are really important for self-employed people, and I want to get into that too because who have clients. And but the thing is, is I think Lee. Sometimes we just need to bring something as far as we need to, and sometimes we don't even know this is as far as I need to bring it. I didn't have to go any farther. I actually had done what I needed to do there, and it was time. But I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. Now looking back, I think, you know, it's probably good the economy tanked and all these different things. I don't know if I want to say that, but, you know, it was well, although they're gifts. That probably caused a lot of people to move into new things. I know it. 2008 had to have been a huge year for a whole bunch of us. Absolutely. 2008, uh, I I, I am also an entrepreneur, as you well know, and I have run Uh several businesses. And one of the things I do is I'm a coach to entrepreneurs. And, And that was very true. So our joke in 2007 was money was flowing uphill. I mean, uh-huh. you had to be, if you were self-employed in 2007, you had to be really doing it wrong not to make a lot of money because there was just money uh-huh. everywhere. <laughs> and then 2008, you know, everything went, whoops, uh, we're having a little adjustment here. But the truth is there's a lifespan to everything, which is yeah. contrary to what we've been taught in our programming. In other words, so I have all these friends who went to school to become dentists and lawyers and physicians and chiropractors and, you know, all these professions. And they honestly, I mean this seriously, they all thought I will start, I will open up my law practice and I'm going to be a lawyer the rest of my life. Yeah. Here's 2015. A lot of these people have been in, you know, doing whatever they're doing 15 or 20 years and they're going, oh my gosh, I've got to do something else because Mm -hmm. they've grown out of it. They've grown bored with it. They, they, Things have changed. There are new laws. There are new restrictions. There's Obamacare. There's this. There's that. There's all. So I have like I have a big coaching group called Peak Performers, and there's these people from all over the world come and meet me four times a year, and we, uh-huh. you know, what we do is we birth new directions for them, and the the challenge that they have is the old programming of, but I'm a lawyer. I always thought I'd be a lawyer, and I'm like. Well, you can still be a lawyer, but you can you can reconfigure that. We're not meant to stay the same, the same, the same. Uh, humanity has changed too much. Um, time has speeded up. Um, there are more things that have been invented in the last five years than have been invented in the entire history of our mankind. There's more yes. change that happened in the last five years. What we have to do is not fight it, but embrace the change and ride the wave to the new destination instead of fighting to stay where we were. Yes, yes. Because where we were has now run its course. Yes, yes. That's so powerful. Now, you know, I again, I, I always, I, I'm very, I have a real feel for the Blog Talk Radio audience, and there's a couple things I want to say something to the segment of the audience who are evangelicals. There are evangelicals in the audience, and I respect that. But I want you to think about God being omnipresent. I just wanted to put that out to them right now that God is everywhere, including within you, 
And and so, because sometimes these concepts are hard at first, and yet they're not, you know, if you think about God being within you, it becomes easier to see. Um, and then the other thing I want to say to the audience is that we do have a lot of people who are launching their own business, or they're in the process. And I will say that my own experience since 2008 um, which I'm, you know, I know people like you surely can help There's so much, Lee. You can help people. You can help us. Is um, trying a lot of things. You know, oh, you know, I'm going to dabble in this and dabble in that, and you know, and 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 I think that you help us, Lee, to get in touch with our center. What is it? Who are we really? What do we want to do? And the other thing, and this could be a very long question, probably too long, that's okay, is when we have clients that aren't maybe aligned or some work that isn't aligned, how do we let that go? Because, you know, we become we we come to know, you know, I know that's not aligned, I know this is stressing me out and you know, how do we do all that? Okay, I'm just gonna leave this all with you. Very complex <laughs> set of questions. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I should have been typing furiously everything you said. Okay, let me just start. Let me just start with. Let me just start with the the concept of, you know, you're in a place that is not working the way you would like it to be. Okay, how about that? Yes. Okay, so that could be a marriage. That could be a neighborhood you live in. That could be a job. That could be your own business. So, I mean, the truth is, you know, some people have all of those things. So Uh you know that, okay, I have now identified that where I am is not really where I want to be anymore because things have changed. That's the bottom line. Yeah. All right. So I I will share a little personal thing that I have. um, I've had a, a really, really big corporate client for 10 years. Uh, uh-huh. and, and I, on the average, work with people about 12 years. And, I mean, that's a very long time with people. That is. So, that is. so like, I've worked with AT&T for many years and Walt Disney for many years and NASA for many years. And, you know, it all ended up to be about a dozen years. Uh-huh. And so I've been working with this particular client, um, this current client, about nine or ten years and the last time I the last few times that I've gone up and done speeches for them I've realized there's a shift Uh I really realized that they've you know there's a whole new shift in the company there's a new CEO there's a new there's a new like a new story and I'm not in alignment with that I can see the writing on the wall that this client and I aren't really on the same page anymore and what I'm going to do now is not focus on they're wrong they shouldn't change you know I'm mad about that they're changing I already know that my days are numbered there because I'm going to choose that for myself because it's it's too hard to keep dancing a tune I can dance for a short time to make them happy, but if we're, if I'm not really in alignment, the dance gets very hard. Yeah. So instead of me focusing in on what's wrong, now what I've come home to do, and I just started this a couple of weeks ago, is I started scripting out, and you can see it in my book about scripting, yeah. a new story. Yeah. Yeah. So I am writing, all right, so I'll give you an example of scripting. You can go, so 
scripting is a form of goal setting where you align yourself with a new vibration to attract it to yourself. So I started off in different ways. In the book, I started off with, and so it was. And then I would talk about how I you know, was doing this and that and the other. And those things hadn't really come to pass yet, but I would write in great detail about them. And then I would actually magnetize circumstances, situations, and people to me that would allow those things to manifest in reality. Because I, the strongest thing that I am on life is a manifester. I was, I just absolutely know how to manifest money, anything. I can manifest anything I want because I totally believe I can do it. And so when I know I'm out of alignment, I don't beat up the old story. I create a new story. So my new story starts today with, wow, what incredibly wonderful things have happened. I have attracted to myself a wonderful new gig, G-I-G, gig, which, by the way, everything in your life now is a gig. Just so people don't know it, there's no long-term anything. These, uh-huh. these, this new gig is more in alignment with me. The pay is better. The people are fantastic. I'm having so much more fun with the new gig, the new people, yeah. the new clients. Yeah. Um, you know, they support me. I'm flying first class. You know, I'm just writing out all these details. Yes. Yeah. And so I've only been doing it a couple of weeks. Well, this morning alone, out of the blue, which is really not out of the blue because everything is law of attraction, I got an inquiry this morning uh, about working with this company and doing these things, and I could easily mm-hmm. see my – now, whether they're the right company or not, because they're at the first phone call, I don't know. Yeah. But I already see evidence of me attracting a new gig. And now, with the old gig that I'm not so much in alignment with, once I get the new gig up and running, I will gradually fade away from the old gig. There'll be no harsh words. There'll be no yeah. accusations. There'll be no. There'll be nothing but love for these people because I worked with them for yeah. nine years. Yeah. But it's time to let them go. And I want that... life on my terms, not theirs. Yeah. Do you feel that even with that, that there's you know you care for for people and and I I love that that you do you have to you have to focus on what's best for you and I think is is there a certain amount of trust especially given the kind of work you've done Lee that that when you've worked with someone long enough um do you also have a kind of trust that you know they're going to if they listen to what I've been sharing they're going to be okay but but then again you can still pull out do you know what i mean is that or or do you just kind of you just trust that to to god or to the universe or you know whatever their path is you just you just let it go and trust absolutely um i don't take that responsibility that's not my job that's not your job not, you let it go i, I like it's that. not yes it's <laughs> not my job to fix them yeah. it's not my job to do anything but really what our agreement is, my agreement is fair exchange for value. Yeah. Fair exchange for value. And I give a lot of value, and I expect fair exchange for that. But once I'm not working with them, and even though I might love these people, it is, it's God's job, not my That's job, yeah. to, to do these things. And if you're in some place that you like all the employees, but you hate the management, 
don't stay there because you like the people there. Your yeah. job is to take care of you first. So I'll give you a great visual ex- example of how important this is, this concept. When we all get on airplanes and the flight attendants tell us to put on our oxygen mask before we put it on the children or someone needy next to us. Yes. You must yes. breathe and take care of yourself first so you can help someone else later. But if you put on their oxygen mask and then, you know, the plane is plummeting and you can't get yours on, you're not of any help to them. Because exactly. if they were if they're incapacitated or children, they don't know what to do, you're not, you're not there to help them because you sacrificed yourself to help them, but you really didn't help them. Yes. You know, sometimes so, I think pe- people would say it takes courage to do what you're saying, and yet sometimes we don't realize just what we're doing to ourselves when we're not aligned. I mean, the, that you think it takes courage to make a change, and yet it, it's the only way if you want to survive and thrive. Well, there is the survival of the fittest. There's a reason for that. Uh-huh. The survival of the fittest. And I, I do want you to know that I definitely consider myself a survival of the fittest because people who had experienced my younger life often would have yeah. turned into drug addicts or yes. alcoholism oh. or it's just rough. become, yeah. you know, a, a drain on society because life was so awful they just retreated back into their little womb. Yeah, they would but have been defeated. In, they would have felt defeated by it. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas I became a warrior. Yeah. I became a serious spiritual warrior. And as a warrior, you know, you get up and do the right things. You don't think of it as being courageous. You think of it as the right thing to do. For my long-term yeah. well-benefit on earth, I must do these things. It's not personal it's survival. Yes. Yes. Now, you speak a lot um, towards the end of your book about intuition and how we can listen to that very closely, you know, how how we can know in business and, and otherwise. And can can you help us, Lee, with, with understanding how can we come more in tune with, with our own intuition? How can we know that true voice that's coming through. So in my book, um, this the intuition chapter is the, it's on page 177, chapter 9. And I have a formula in there. It's called the head, heart, gut check. And so before you make decisions in life, before you buy a car, house, change jobs, you know, somebody's trying to sell you something, you could go do the three checks. The head, meaning, does this make sense? Is it logical? Is my left brain on board with this? You've got right brain, left brain. You know, your right brain is your creative side. Your left brain is, you know, your your right brain is your intuition, creative side. Your left brain is your logic side. If you just operate out of pure intuition, your left brain will often rebel because it has to be satisfied. So uh-huh. have you done your due diligence? That's the head. Uh-huh. Your heart. When you think about proceeding on anything, like should I go to this party, should I not go to this party? I mean, silly things like that. 
how does your heart feel? Does your heart feel in like does it feel good and, and lighthearted and excited? That's a yes. yes. If it feels shrunken and dreading, that's a no. Your gut. Your gut is got more nerve endings. It's actually your second brain, and some people think it's your first brain. Your your gut is is really the guiding light of your life. It is everybody has a different body mind connection when they know truth. So when I know when I hear truth, I'm very relaxed. My stomach is very relaxed. If I hear falsehoods, my stomach tightens up. It becomes a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. And so, a, a true story. I went to um, a, a couple of friends of mine had gone to this um, financial advisor and made a lot of money with this guy actually. And so I get an appointment with him. I'm in the in his office, and as soon as I sat down, my stomach started feeling very anxious. And he's talking and talking and talking. It's a beautiful office. It's, you know, one of those corner offices on the, you know, 30th floor of a big building. And and he's dressed right. And, you know, all the accoutrements, all the environment looked perfect. But inside of me, it's like I, I just felt, I, I just, I actually felt like the hair was standing up on the back of my neck. And uh-huh. so after 20 minutes of this, I said to him, I'm sorry, I have to go. I, I need to go right now. And I literally ran out of this guy's office. And I didn't buy anything from him. And people asked mm-hmm. me later, well, why didn't you invest? Well, I just said, he, I just, he gave me the creeps. He gave me the willies. I, just, I didn't believe a uh-huh. word he said. And even though all this evidence proved that he was good, uh, about three months later, he was on the front page of our paper for a Ponzi scheme of embezzling millions of dollars from people. Wow. And so he had cheated all these people. So the first people who got in, of course, made money, so he he had a good reputation. But then, you know, he went in for the kill. Well, I would have been in the kill stage. And my body reacted so violently towards this man that I didn't put any money with him. So I saved all that money. Yeah. You know, I didn't lose it. And it's strictly because I paid attention. Your intuition is your most powerful ally. And in the last few years where all the smartphones and all that has happened, people have relied on these technology advances versus their own instincts. They've relied on what experts are saying or so-called experts versus their instincts. And I grew up on a ranch and a farm. And my father taught me as a very young girl to listen to my instincts over anything anybody else told me. He said, I don't care if the preacher of the preacher is telling you, the president of the organization, if your gut tells you it's not true, honor the gut. And I've lived my life like that. And so there are some exercises in the books on how you can start to play games and start to keep track of your evidences. But if you don't invest in knowing your intuition, you will get sucked up into the web of people who are very good influencers, who are from the dark side, and who can definitely come across, you know, uh, they're wolves in sheep clothing. You have to be very, very careful. We cannot just trust people like we used to. This is a very complicated world. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so weirdly, you know, we had something similar happen in, in the area where I live where um, someone, you know, there's like an indictment and all this time, and we don't know exactly what's going on, but I just had, I don't know, Lee, I just had this feeling. And, you know, I... I hate it if if that's ever not right. You know, you're always thinking to yourself sometimes, gosh, I want to trust people, you know. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm very trusty, and a lot of us are, but but sometimes you just have a feeling, and it's true. Um, Now, I know that that things are moving along very quickly here. There was actually, I'm going to use um, the concept of synchronicity to enter into this this one other area. There's so many areas we could explore in your book, which is rich with material that's very helpful, is I've had a synchronicity occur recently, and your book was synchronistic in a way. And I'm going to say this is a lighter topic, but important. I keep getting signs, Lee, that I need to clear stuff, that, that it is weighing me down, that and and I mean like it was on the front of our community newspaper some you know somebody who was decluttering something and then you know now it's in your book very there's quite a bit of material on that in there it just keeps showing up when we have too much stuff when we have papers that are out of control or just stuff 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 like they're saying you know I need to give this stuff away I need to have a garage what does that do to our lives and our work Having too much stuff uh, makes you so tired, and the reason it, it makes you so tired, Susan, is because your subconscious mind actually keeps track of every piece of paper, which my uh-huh. conscious mind can't even find the pile, but my subconscious knows where everything <laughs> is. And when we have a clutter in our house and too much stuff, and there's stuff in your closet that needs a new button or there's a it needs to be hemmed or it's out of style or there's something in there. Every time you go in there, you don't feel good. You feel yes. exhausted. Yes. And you're just like, I, it's no pleasure getting dressed because every time I want to wear something, it, you know, it's got a stain on it or it's a tear yeah. or something's wrong with it. Get it out of your house. Either throw, either, you know, I'm not big on throwing things away unless they're really broken, but I gift a lot of things away. Um, uh-huh. You know, the garage sale thing, uh, you know, I, I've done you the garage just, sales. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I just got a check today, as a matter of fact, from an estate sale because I, I found these great estate sale people in my uh-huh. area. And it, you don't have to have a big estate. All you have to have is like a piece of furniture or something like that they can put uh-huh. in the estate. And I've been... So I moved into a new house last year. And so each month, all the stuff I've moved in the house that I thought would fit in the house doesn't. Because the house has a new personality. And the the antiques I've had for 20 years don't fit. It just doesn't fit. So each each month I go and take something to the estate guy and he sells it. And he doesn't get a lot for it, but he gets something for it. And then whatever money I get, I donate to the SPCA. And uh-huh. so I'm always excited about giving him stuff so I can give the SPCA, because yeah. as you know, I'm a big animal rescue person. Yes, yes. And so when I did a garage sale, I put a big sign out that said, you know, for every dollar you spend, I will match your dollar and it will go to the SPCA. Because that's, well, that's, that's what I wanted to do. But as I clear my life out, I can I sleep better at night. I can find things easier. 
I feel more calm. I feel at peace. I don't feel this agitation and frustration all the time. And like this past weekend, I spent two or three hours just going through paperwork, and my main thing was to throw it away. And then to scan some of the stuff, to put it in a scan file versus paper files. Yes, yes, that's useful. Mm -hmm. And, And by doing that, I literally no longer just have all this junk around me that's trying to get my attention and then it's so exhausting every day that you feel like you're you just can't get any traction that you can't get rid of this stuff um anyway in my book that there's a whole chapter of, of there is. you know the the whole power of the joy of releasing yeah and it's not in susan it's not just about stuff it's also about relationships right. so yeah. i analyze truthfully a lot of friends that I'd been friends with for a long time, and they're very delightful people, but we've grown in different directions. And I love them. I will still care for them. But as far as getting together with them, as far as, you know, it's the, it has, it's gone. It's, you know, we've gone and we're so deep into other directions. So if I had a big party, I might invite them, but... For the most part, I've let a lot of relationships go, a lot go, because I I would rather have a handful of really deep, intimate relationships than a hundred just acquaintances. Yes, 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 and that's so powerful, and and we need to listen to that. It can be hard to listen to that sometimes, but we need to not think of it as hard and listen. And I have to tell you that the live show, this has been – you know, such a, a full hour of just such good stuff, Lee. I, I am so appreciative that you've been here on this show. And I want you to give the live audience, um, you know, anyone listening in the podcast as well, just let them know where they can find you and and um, just what you'd like to communicate to them about what you have going on right now. Sure. For anybody who would like to find me for business reasons, I'm just at my business website, which is my name, is which is Lee, L-E-E, and the last name is Miltier, and that's a very unusual name, Miltier, and that's M-I-L-T-E-E-R, and then .com, and you can, I have literally hundreds of business products, and if you're interested in the book, uh, Reclaim the Magic, which I hope you are, you can go to reclaimthemagic.com. You can also get it on Amazon. But if you're interested in metaphysical stuff from me, um, my it's LeeMiltierSchoolOfWisdom.com, and you can mm-hmm. Google me and find that. And I would like to gift everybody this $97 gift yeah. of the Five Types of Energy.com, and it's F-I-V-E Types of Energy.com. And you'll just you will feel so good about understanding energy. And in my future, I'm going to be doing some vision quest in Sedona, helping people really create wow. and map out new visions. And I also run a, a mystery school, and you can find out that at LeeMiltierSchoolOfWisdom.com. But if you get on our mail list, uh, we have two free e-zines. Um, we're... We can help you in business, and we can help you metaphysically. But where we really help you is we help you manifest. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much from my heart, Lee, for being here. It is an honor and a blessing, and I'm just so thrilled you could spend this time with me here today. Thank you so much. 
My pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. And um, again, Miltier.com, M-I-L-T-E-E-R, and you can find me on Google pretty easy. Oh, yeah. They'll find you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Real real quick, everyone, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Pacific, Richard Crooks, the artist for this show, and he's done a lot of beautiful artwork, will be on. So 7 p.m. Pacific, FrontierBeyondFear.com to the live audience leaving us. That's where you can find all about the upcoming shows. And for those of you in the podcast now who I'll just speak to briefly um, across time because I know you've you've been listening with us. Um, I just wanted to let you know we also have this week coming on Wednesday night the former director of Alternatives in London. He's returning to the show, delightful man, um, Steve Noble, coming back. And we're going to talk about global transformation. So we just have some wonderful guests coming up. And a wonderful guest today, that's for sure. And I'll make it easy for you to find um, that wonderful free giveaway, and we're very grateful for that. So thank you, everyone, for being here. I will see you again tomorrow night in prime time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Take care, and I hope you, too, realize you can reclaim the magic. We really can co-create across spiritual traditions. Please listen. Where is God? God is everywhere. That means God's in you. Listen, and you will hear. Take care, everyone.